All right, so let's uh, look at God's word, talk about being uh, spiritually built up. Uh, Acts 9.31 is a foundation for what we're going to talk about uh, the next couple of weeks. Uh, as scripture says, and this is kind of one of the summary statements uh, that Luke intersperses throughout uh, the book of Acts, and he says, Then all the churches throughout all Judea, Galilee, and Samaria had peace and were edified, and walking in the fear of the Lord... And in the comfort of the Holy Spirit, they were multiplied. And so when we think about God's church, the church, the big C church, when we think about particular individual local churches like True Life or any other local church, what's God's will for the church? I believe it's in part that as churches, and of course, it's the church is people made up of individual believers. So this is true individually. It's true corporately that, that God's will, God's plan is that we be edified and that we be multiplied, that we're built up and that we build out, that, that spiritually uh, we're, we're built up uh, by the Lord, that we're growing spiritually, individually, and collectively, and then that we're reaching others uh, with the gospel, we're uh, make, multiplying disciples. This is what we're going to talk about next week. This is really our vision for the, the year at True Life, uh, really pretty much the same as it was uh, this year, but I believe God wants us to multiply disciples, wants us to multiply leaders, wants us to multiply small groups, wants us to multiply uh, new churches. I I think you see this through uh, the book of Acts. And so uh, let me just ask you this question. First of all, are you a, are you a Christian? Because the Bible talks about, you know, the only foundation that we can lay that's going to last spiritually is Jesus Christ. Have you truly been saved? Or are you like my dad? Maybe you've been baptized or gone through whatever religious ceremony or religious ordinance, and you were trusting in that instead of genuinely trusting in Christ. Are, are you trusting in him? Have you been saved? But if you are saved, if you have laid the foundation of Jesus, how are you building on that? Because the Bible talks about uh, in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 that we can build wood, hay, and stubble. Things that's going to burn away. Or we can build with uh, you know, gold, silver, precious stones. Things are going to last. Or are we growing? Are we being built up spiritually? Are we getting stronger uh, spiritually? So that's what the word edify or edification, edified, whatever form of it means. It means to be built up. Uh, you, you lay a foundation and then you know, what are you building on it? What kind of house is there uh, spiritually speaking? So um, how then, what, what's this look like? Well, first of all, I want us to see that we need to be built up individually as followers of Jesus. Let me share a couple of scriptures with you. Colossians 2, 6 and 7 says, As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. And so, and most of the band's still here, guys. How do we receive Jesus? Confession, repentance, we received him by faith, right? For by grace you've been saved through faith. Um, and so if we've received him by faith, we're to walk in faith. We're to, we're to live by faith. It says rooted, you know, the roots are going down, but then you're rooted and built up in him. You see, Jesus is both the end and the means of spiritual growth. Uh, that's one of the things we need to learn. It's about him. And the goal is to be like him, but we grow because we're in him, rooted, rooted and built up in him. It's him living through us. That's how we live the Christian life, Galatians 2.20. For I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me in the life I now live in the flesh. I live by faith in the Son of God. 
God who loved me and gave himself for me. So as you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, established in the faith. But then also in the, in the book of Jude, just one chapter uh, is all it has, verses 20 and 21. It says, but you beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, there's that edify, build yourself up. Uh, you know, there is human effort involved in spiritual growth. Now, it can't happen apart from our union with Christ. It can't happen apart from the filling and the working of the Holy Spirit. But the Bible does tell us to discipline ourselves for the purpose of godliness. That, that's the idea of this habits series. It, it, it's the choices that we make. It's what we invest our time in daily that determines who we become a, a, as people. But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ and to eternal life. So we're to grow spiritually. We're to, we're to be built up spiritually. So are you growing? Did you grow spiritually in 2020? Did you move forward? Did you move backwards? Do you have some plans, some intentional uh, things in place to help you grow, to help you be spiritually built up this year because it doesn't happen accidentally. It happens intentionally. Uh, that's the reality. So we need to be built up individually as followers of Jesus. But number two, when the Bible talks about edification, there's an emphasis on the fact that we need to build each other up corporately as the body of Christ. We need to build each other up corporately as the body of Christ. And, and, and really what that means in a nutshell is, is being a part of the church means that we're to give and receive ministry from each other. You, you know, one of the things that I guess, you know, I've always known, I've always believed, but probably 2020 has caused to stand out more for me is how much we need each other as the church, how much we need to be together. Now, that doesn't mean, I mean, there's some of you that shouldn't be out in public gathering with a group of people right now, but you still need the church. Find a small group to get connected in, even through Zoom, if you're staying at home. We need each other. We need to minister to others. You know, sometimes you may think, oh, I don't really need to be at church. Well, maybe somebody else needs you to be there because they need to see you that day. They need a word of encouragement for you, from you that day. And they need you to pray for them that day. Or maybe you need to be there. You know, a lot of times when we feel least like going to church or small group or participating online or whatever, it's when we most need it because there's something that God wants us to get. And maybe that's from another person. That's what it means to be the body of Christ. Of course, in my role as a pastor, and I've been a pastor uh, for uh, close to 25 years now, you know, I spend a lot of my time ministering to other people. But, you know, 2020 reminded me of how much I need the body, ministry of the body of Christ as well. Just people, you know, who encouraged us, who prayed for us, who, who brought us meals, just, you know, elders and, and, and our staff who, uh, you know, listened to me at times, encouraged me as, as we walked through uh, cancer and, uh, you know, just everything that was involved in 2020. But scripture puts it this way in Ephesians chapter four. It says, but to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, he says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. 
Now this, he ascended, what does it mean? But that he also first descended into the lowest parts of the earth. He who descended is also the one who ascended far above all the heavens that he might fill all things. And uh, this is debated what this passage is talking about, what I think it means, and, and I feel pretty strongly, but you can feel free to disagree, is this is talking about the incarnation and the ascension of Christ and what Jesus accomplished when he came uh, as a man, lived a perfect sinless life, died for our sins, rose from the dead, ascended back to heaven at the place of honor at the right hand of his father where he's now ministering to us, where he's interceding for us, but he's also given us his spirit, he's established his church and he's given spiritual gifts to the church through the Holy Spirit and he's working through those gifts and he's working through the body of Christ for us to build each other up because look at what the passage goes on to say here. It says, and he himself, and you say, why would it say he himself? Well, it's, it's a way in, in Greek of stating emphasis. It's like he wants us to know that he did this personally and directly. He says he gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some, in the New King James, it says pastors and teachers. Really, a literal translation would be like pastor-teacher. It's talking about the same person. But what's the purpose that he gave these gifts of spiritual leadership? He says, for the equipping of the saints which that's every Christian, every Christian is a saint, for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry. So in, in other words, spiritual leadership is not about doing all the ministry, it's about equipping everybody else to do the ministry. But what's the purpose of this work of ministry that's to be carried out by the body of Christ? It says, for the edifying, for the building up of the body of Christ. We need to be built up individually in our daily walk with the Lord, but we need to build each other up and thereby build the church up by ministering to each other and receiving ministry from one another through the spiritual gifts that we all have that are imparted by the Holy Spirit through Jesus Christ. It says, for the edifying the body of Christ. And what's it gonna look like as the body of Christ is built up? It says, do we all come to the unity of the faith? So we're gonna be united doctrinally? and of the knowledge of the Son of God. We're, we're gonna know Jesus personally and experientially to a perfect man, and, and, and perfect means completion. It's referring to maturity, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. In other words, we're gonna be becoming more like Jesus, but it takes us ministering to each other for that to happen. It just can't happen completely on our own. It says that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. In other words, as we're built up, we're gonna be grounded in the truth and not be being deceived all the time. It says, but speaking the truth in love may grow up build up, grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ. And maturity comes from our connection with him from, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying, once again, the building up of itself in love. So edification, spiritual growth, is both personal and it's corporate. So let me spend the last 10, 15 minutes that we have on just this question. How then, just very practically, I talked about at the beginning, taking a step. 
how then practically can we be spiritually built up individually and corporately? And so let me just uh, suggest a few ways according to Scripture, and uh, we'll look at a, a different Scripture briefly for each of these. First of all is make sure that you're really saved. In John chapter 1, the Bible says he was in the world, talking about Jesus, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And what verse 13 is saying is that salvation is a supernatural work of God. It's not something that can be humanly worked up. But it says we receive him by believing in him. But understand, biblical faith is more than just head knowledge. It includes repentance. Jesus said, repent and believe the gospel. But, but the, the word faith in, in, in Greek implies the idea of, of, of commitment. Of, it's basically kind of like putting all your weight onto something, putting all your eggs in, in that basket, to use that old phrase. It, it's your leaning, relying on uh, Jesus completely. It's coming to the end of yourself and, and realizing that only his perfect life, sacrificial death, glorious resurrection can accomplish your salvation, that there's nothing you can do to earn your salvation. There's nothing you can add to what he's done. And if you're trying to add uh, what he's done, if you're trying to contribute something to it, you're missing it all. So are you trusting in Christ and Christ alone? Are you, are you resting in him, leaning all your spiritual weight onto him? Have you committed your life to him, not just as Savior, but as Lord? The Bible says in Romans 10, 9, if you believe in your heart that God has raised Jesus from the dead and you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, which means God, boss, master, ruling authority, you will be saved. Is Jesus the Lord of your life? And does your life show that? And so I would just encourage you, if you're not sure if you're a Christian or not, to settle that today, to call on the name of the Lord. The Bible says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. If you have the faith to believe in Jesus, if the spirit of God is working in you and, 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 and doing a work in your heart where you're, um, he's prepared you to commit your life to Christ. If you have questions, go in the chat room, comment section, let one of the hosts know you'd like to talk or uh, fill out the form that I mentioned before and it has a place on there that you can, a blank you can check that says, you know, I have questions about becoming a Christian and someone will follow up with you about that as soon as possible. Settle that. You gotta lay the foundation before you can build on it. But here's a, a second spiritual step to think about and that's baptism. Acts 2, 40 and 41 says this. This is Peter preaching on the, the day of Pentecost. In, in, in essence, it was the sermon that kind of kicked off the church. And it says, with many other words, he testified and exhorted them saying, be saved from this perverse generation. And, and that little phrase there, those six words, be saved from this perverse generation is a summation of what he had preached. And what he had preached was, you sinned, you rejected the Messiah, you crucified him, but he rose from the dead. Now you need to repent and believe in him. But then it says in verse 41, then those who gladly received his word, in other words, those who responded to the message with repentance and faith, were baptized. And that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. The them there is the church. 
Why do we believe that uh, believer's baptism by immersion is uh, a prerequisite, a requirement for church membership? It's because it's just following the pattern that you see here in the book of Acts. They were saved, they got baptized, and then that brought them into the fellowship of the church. So, have you been biblically baptized? Have you been baptized on the right side of your salvation? It doesn't matter if you were baptized before you got saved, but have you truly repented of your sins, placed your faith in Jesus Christ, and then gotten baptized as the public confession of, testimony of your faith, because this is the means that God has ordained to do that. You see over and over again in the book of Acts, people got saved, their first step of obedience was baptism. And listen, if you want to grow spiritually, if you want to get it built up spiritually, it's hard to go very far if you don't take the first step of obedience. Jesus said we're not to be ashamed of him before men, but we're to confess him before men. The first way you're to do that biblically is through baptism. So if you're interested in getting baptized, if you know you need to take that step of obedience, if you have questions about that, you can check that blank on the form and we'll follow up with you about that. If you're going to grow spiritually, though, it happens by spending time with God. You can't grow in any relationship without spending time with the person you're in relationship with. I mean, if, if you never spend any time with your spouse, what kind of marriage are you going to have? If we never spend any time with God, what kind of relationship with God are we going to have? In Mark 1.35, uh, Mark 1 is kind of an amazing chapter. Jesus had a crazy day the day before, all kinds of people pulling at him. He's ministering publicly. He's doing miracles. But then it says in verse 35 of Mark 1, Now in the morning, having, having risen a long while before daylight, he went out and departed to a solitary place, and there he prayed. That was the habit by which Jesus ordered his life. And if he needed that, how much more do we need that? See, one thing we kind of forget, but, you know, because we know that Jesus was God, but Jesus was completely human as well. And what we see in the Gospels is that Jesus lived his life as a man in dependence upon his Father and in, in connection with his Father and in the power of the Holy Spirit. And that should be encouraging because uh, if we live in connection to our Father, in dependence upon our Father, in the power of the Holy Spirit, our lives can look a whole lot more like Jesus than they do and a whole lot more like Jesus than we probably ever believe that they can. That's one of the practical implications of the incarnation. So are you, do you spend time with God? Is it scheduled? Is it a habit is it a set part of your life? Do you pray? Are, are you in God's word? You know, I, I'd encourage you, if you're not, go into Uversion, uh, download the Bible app if you don't have that, or uh, there's something called Dwell, if you, uh, an app, if you'd rather uh, listen uh, than, than read. But go into one of those, download, download one of their plans, make it an appointment in your calendar. Um, you know, we have some discipleship resources like Right Now Media trained up, the, the, the church app. Um, you know, when you're in the building, in the lobby, uh, I think for trained up, and, or I'm sorry, for the app and for Right Now Media, there's a QR code out in the lobby you can scan. For right now, if you want to email info at thetruelifechurch.com, if you'd like to sign up for those. I mean, Right Now Media is kind of like Christian Netflix. has, you know, thousands of tremendous, you know, teachings and conferences and that kind of thing on there. 
It could be a great aid in your spiritual growth, but just email info at thetruelifechurch.com and, and somebody will get back to you with the, uh, with the link and the info on how you can sign up for that. But if we're gonna grow spiritually, it comes from spending time with God. And I just encourage you, if that's not a part of your plan for this year, as a believer, make it a part of, of your plan. I mean, if, if sometimes you feel like, and I don't know how to live the Christian life, or it's just a struggle, or it doesn't seem like it works, my question would be is how much time are you spending with God day in and day out? You know, once a week will not get it done. It'd be like eating one meal a week and thinking you're gonna be uh, physically healthy. You can't be spiritually healthy eating one spiritual meal a week, just like you can't be physically healthy eating one physical uh, meal uh, a, a week. How about prayer? Let's think about prayer for a minute. Second Chronicles 7.14 says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. And it just seems like to me, if we're not gonna seek the face of God right now as the church, when are we ever gonna do it? I mean, what's it gonna take? How bad is it gonna have to get for us to be desperate enough just to cry out to God, to humble ourselves, to seek him, to repent of our own sin, to ask him to save others, to pray for healing for people, to pray for deliverance for people, to pray for revival in the church, to pray for our leaders and for our nation. So I hope that we can covenant together as a church to be a people of prayer this year. And, and I would remind you of something that we put out back in November, some prayer guides to guide us, to give us some things to pray for daily. Uh, as a church where we, uh, of course, you know, in our prayer lives, we need to be led by the Holy Spirit. But we, we just felt like to have something each day that we could all be praying for collectively and corporately would be a powerful thing. If you go back in the church app and look in uh, November, it says prayer guides. And, and that's where you can find that. Uh, another thing I'd encourage us to think about, a step, is church attendance. Hebrews 10, 24 and 25 says, and let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assemblings, uh, assembling of ourselves together as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves uh, together. So, I would encourage you just to make it part of your habit, just the, the part of the order of your life that church is a part of that. You know, whether that's coming in person, whether that's participating online, and, and let's be real, if you're staying at home, it can be probably tempting sometimes to sleep in, whatever, there's not accountability. So there has to be some self-accountability there. Maybe you need to ask somebody to hold you accountable. Uh, but, you know, like we've said continually over the last several months, uh, what the church is called to do and what we're called to be is non-negotiable. It can't change. Maybe how we do it is different. And, but, you know, just because there's a pandemic, you're not off the hook biblically to not assemble together in some form with the body of Christ. You know, we're trying to have in-person services as much as we can for people who it's their conviction they should be here to be able to come. We're trying to provide the best online experience that we can for people whose conviction is they need to stay at home so they can participate that way. I'm just saying, 
you know, participate in some way consistently. The Bible talks about God, giving God our first fruits, our first and our best and not our leftovers. You know, why, why do we worship on Sunday morning? Well, it's resurrection day. You know, we're not Old Testament Jews celebrating the Sabbath on Saturday anymore. We're New Testament Christians celebrating our risen Lord. But why else do we worship on Sunday? It's the first day of the week we give God the first and the best of our week together with the people of God, worshiping and exalting our Savior. So church attendance is important. Maybe some of you, you've been coming to True Life. Maybe you need to plug in here and actually make this formally your church home and, and, and get involved. Uh, next Sunday during the second service, 1045, it lasts for three weeks. Uh, we begin another session of our Discovering True Life class, which is our membership class. We would invite you to be a part of that. Uh, I'd encourage you to be plugged into a small group. Like I said, you can do that through Zoom. But three times in the, in the book of Acts, one example is Acts 5.42. It says something like this, and daily in the temple and in every house, they did not cease teaching and preaching Jesus as the, the Christ. In the temple, large group gathering Sunday morning, house to house, that, that's our model. And we need the relationship, the fellowship, the Bible study, the opportunity to pray together, the opportunity to serve together that a small group affords. As somebody who's been uh, worshiping online you know, since the, this started texted me recently and said, small groups have been like a lifeline this year. And I really believe they can be that for more of you. Another step in our spiritual growth is Generosity. Proverbs 3, 9, honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase. And, and let me just say thank you to you as a church for your generosity in 2020. We had an incredible year uh, financially. So this is not like some kind of fundraising plea because we're in uh, bad financial straits. Uh, you know, we're in the best financial shape that we've ever been as a church. This is about what God's telling you to do. Uh, generosity is a basic part of the Christian life. Once again, honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase. What's God expect from you financially? To give him your first and your best. Why? It's to acknowledge that it all comes from him to start with. It's part of our stewardship. It's an act of worship. It's an act of faith. Uh, it's, it's saying that we can live better without some monetary amount by putting God first than we can by keeping it all for ourselves. It's, it's about love and worship and, and, and devotion. You know, God's a whole lot more practical than we want to uh, make him out to be. God's interested in how we use our time, our talent, and our treasures. The Bible talks a lot about stewardship. And of course, it's not just, hey, I gave God 10%. I can do whatever I want with the other 90. It's about being a good steward of all of it. That's true. But he says the first fruits of all your increase. Are you giving God your first and your best? Are you giving God uh, your leftovers? Something to think about, I think, at the beginning of the year. You know, you, you can give through the website. You can give through the app. Uh, you can, uh, you know, mail a, a check in. That info is on the website uh, as well. And one other thing I'd encourage you to think about is serving 1 Peter 4.10 says, as each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. It connects to what we read in Ephesians 4, saying every believer has at least one spiritual gift. We're to use it in ministering to others that um, a spiritual gift is a product, this is what, part of what Ephesians 4 was saying too, of the grace of God. 
and, and that God's grace is working through us as we use the gifts the Holy Spirit gives us to minister to one another and we become the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. So do you know what your spiritual gifts are? Are you using them in service? Are you being built up? Are you growing spiritually? So are there one of these steps that you need to take How's God speaking to you this morning? So if you would, as we close, like I said, text 94,000 TLC serve, click on the link. It'll lead you to this response form. Or if you're on the app at the bottom of the notes, there, there's a link there. And if I could, I just kind of want to walk you through it uh, quickly as we close. Uh, so the first thing says first name, last name, email, mobile phone, and you'll note the little red star or dot there. That means all those are required fields. It, it won't uh, return to us if you don't fill those out, so start with that. But then it just talks about some decisions. If you trusted Jesus as your Lord and Savior today, if you've called on his name, Check that blank and let us know. Like I said, if you have questions about becoming a Christian, uh, check that second blank and we'll follow up with you. If you need to be baptized, you can check that blank. If you're interested in learning about a small group, and listen, it's not like we're gonna throw you into a group and lock you in a room with them. Uh, if you're just interested in learning about it, I mean, you're not absolutely committing to any, any of these by filling this out. But... Uh, if you'll check that blank, if you just have some interest and one of our staff uh, or elders will follow up with you and answer your questions and try to help you get plugged into the right place. Um, you know, if, if you just have a need, a spiritual need you'd like to talk to somebody about, you can check that blank. If you'd like to sign up for the Discovering True Life class, or if you'd like to learn more about it, like I said, you've been attending True Life. Uh, you think, is this the church for me? Um, you know, this would be the next step for you to take to discover that. It's three weeks. It's in a room that's oversized for the, for the size of the class. So it's very easily, easy to social distance the room. Uh, if you're concerned about that, you can even zoom in, into the class if need be. Uh, on Wednesday night, uh, the 13th of January, we're offering three discipleship classes that we offer a couple times a year. They're also on Trained Up if you want to watch them on your own. But it's 6.30 to 8.30. We're going to do it through Zoom uh, on, on January the 13th, 6.30 to 8.30. There's a spiritual maturity class that'll help you learn how to, how to pray, how to read the Bible, just those basic kind of things. You think that would be helpful? I'd encourage you to sign up for that. There's a spiritual gifts class that teaches you about serving and spiritual gifts. If you need to learn about that, I encourage you to sign up for that class. Uh, there's an evangelism class. If you'd like to learn more about how to share your faith. They're all two hours and it gives you a lot of foundation as much as we can in two hours. You know, it's, it, it's one evening. And so I would encourage you, uh, if you've not done those classes, to, uh, you know, to, to let us know and, and let us get you signed up for that. Um, the next blank says, I'm interested in going to Honduras in 2021. We don't know for sure if we're going to Honduras in 2021. We hope to in the summer. It's still up in the air. Uh, this would just be letting us know you have interest so we can keep you informed if that does develop. That's all you're saying yes to, but it would be helpful uh, if you have some interest uh, in, in the possibility to go ahead and let us know. Uh, if you're interested in men's leadership training, that won't start again. It won't open up until August. But guys, if you'd like to learn more about that, uh, it's probably the best spiritual growth tool, at least for men, that we have at True Life. You can check that blank and we'll fill you in. Same thing with the Bible Training Center for Leaders. Um, it won't open up again until the fall 
probably. And, but if you're interested, let us know. And then the other blanks have to do with serving. It lists out uh, some very different ministries. And, uh, you know, you can see those. And once again, you're not committing to anything just by filling out one of those blanks and submitting this. But if you have some interest in, in, in getting involved and in being involved uh, in, in any of these particular areas. And, uh, you know, we certainly have needs in, in kids' ministry, in, in media, the production team, uh, in, um, you know, in social media. But, I mean, there may be areas where we have plenty of people, but we still want to get people involved, if that's your gift, if that's uh, your interest, uh, we want to help you plug in because we grow spiritually, not just by sitting and listening, not by being a spectator, but by being an active participant in the mission of God through the gifts that God has given us. So take a step. If you want to grow, it doesn't happen passively. It It happens actively. Take a step of obedience. Make a commitment. Um, You know, just do something simple and and submit this form so we can help you in taking uh, your next step. But uh, thank you uh, for participating today. And, um, you know, we're planning on, uh, you know, being together at regular times, 9 and 1045 next Sunday. If some circumstances necessitate uh, changing that, we'll communicate that during the week. But uh, we plan and hope to be together. I uh, hope you have a great week. Stay safe. Stay well. Uh, let's, let's close in prayer this morning.